Someone has to tell me why Dak Prescott is only fifth in MVP odds. That's a little low. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Another dominant Dallas win, and Perloff is already looking at me sideways. Dak Prescott. What did Dak Prescott have to do with that? Either? Seventy points in two games. You're telling me he can't be? He's fifth in MVP odds. No shot. Dallas is working right now on both sides of the ball. You could put a store bought dummy there and <laughs> win by no. seventy points. Get out of here. Dak Prescott hasn't even done anything yet. He, and I, I, I'm a Dak guy. How about mistake-free football? How about completing his first 13 passes yesterday? It was an absolute clinic. And the defense is going to get all the attention for Dallas. And uh, rightfully yeah. so. Because they're incredible. Micah Parsons actually should be rivaling Dak in MVP for MVP odds. And I'm being serious. We haven't had a defensive MVP since Lawrence Taylor. And that's the person who Dak, or excuse me, Micah Parsons keeps getting compared to the most. Perloff, I mean, another sensational performance against the Jets offensive line that we already knew was pretty bad. I mean, obviously, we saw what happened with Aaron Rodgers against the Buffalo Bills in the opener. I don't think this is fool's gold, though. Mm -hmm. I still thought that the Jets had a very good defense. So going into this game, how the Cowboys were able to run on them, move on them, I thought was, was a really good sign. Dak Prescott in two games. First game, he threw for 143 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. This game he threw for 255 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. If I told you he'd have less than 400 yards and less than two touchdowns in through two games, you would have said, oh, my God, we're in major crisis mode. He is. There's no way he's going to get MVP if he averages 180-yard a game. The defense is going to have to get worse, Maggie, to help, help <laughs> no, Dak no. look better. How I mean, they have not said anything. No interceptions. And no that interceptions. Was- he has 100 and he has less than 200 yards a game. That's like Tim Tebow numbers. <laughs> not true. You know with the eye test that it's more than that and it's better than that. No, no, no. He's... Well, listen, the first week, he didn't have to show up at all. The defense spotted him all, 14 Did all boys, types of things. 14 boys. No, no, yeah. no. He's done nothing. This is Micah Parsons' team. This is purely about him. It's like Lawrence Taylor with the Giants in the yeah. 80s. Dak, you're right. No interceptions. Although, I have to tell you, there was a play that we all saw when he threw the ball right to Sauce Gardner that should have been a pick listen, six. Listen, Sauce Gardner is one of the best corners in the league. Oh, if you're that good, catch it. But yeah, that <laughs> okay. being said... But that was like, oh, I'm like, oh, there's 2022 Dak. Why would he throw that ball? That was last year. He kept throwing that silly out pattern, and he made that one mistake, and then they just shut down the pass. Okay, offense. they're playing down offensive linemen in Dallas and no Brandon Cooks, and the offense still was just Wait, but coming go- against the Jets' defense that is very good. Right, if you're, but if you're Dak Prescott, you do not throw that pass. You do not flirt with those kind of passes, and that's, that's on the offense. Then they shut it down. Basically, then you didn't see anything from the Cowboys the rest of the game because they knew they had that game won. I mean, 11 catches for CeeDee Lamb. Someone's getting him the ball. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that, did you, do you see anything from the Cowboys? Did they need to do anything offensively there? Nothing. They they basically just showed up and Zach Wilson. They for some reason the Jets kept dropping back and kept giving Micah Parsons something to target at. So there's no way like there's the Dallas hasn't had to do anything. And guess what? Dak's not going to need to do anything next week against Arizona either. And then the week after against New England, Dak's going to go into Week Five with. Four touchdowns and 180 yards per game. Yes, and you and I have been doing this long enough that I can tell you when you start winning, and even though the defense is leading the way, and I'll give you that, and that's what feels different for Dallas this year. The defense has been good in the past. This feels on a, on another level, on a San Francisco 49ers level. This is maybe surpassed the 49ers. I mean, this is a really good defense. We Definitely. know that. So you don't. you mean to tell me 
that if we are five games in or four games in, what do they play San Francisco week five, right? They're going to be 4-0 for four games. Yeah, no, the, the hype mo- will be crazy, okay, but it'll be all mo- about Parsons. And the momentum, though, is going to build here, I think, for the defense, yes, and for Micah Parsons, but also for Dak. I mean, I think, listen, I don't want to make this all about Dak because Micah Parsons is the star from yesterday, but this has this is going to be – if. If he can play mistake-free football and they keep turning in wins, he's going to keep climbing up, especially because the people who are in front of him in this MVP conversation, not everyone's playing awesome. It's been some real up and down besides Tua, who we'll talk about in a little bit. So next week, Cardinals, another exhibition game, third in a row for the Cowboys. Preseason, they get a full preseason. They're psyched. Week four, Patriots. I know it's in Dallas. That could be tough. You think they're going to let Dak throw the ball a lot against the Patriots? No way. That's a one way that you can run into trouble against the Patriots. Week after that, San Francisco. Dak is, they're not going to let Dak do anything in that game. They are going to, if they're smart, be super conservative in all these games because their defense can win these all for them. So you don't, you're not impressed with Dallas then? You think no, this I'm is impressed with their, gold? I'm impressed with their defense. I do, however, I am, I think that people are assuming that Dallas is way better than Philadelphia. I think that's a huge TBD. I can't wait for them because Parsons is uh, right now. He's definitely a defensive player of the year, but arguably MVP of the league right now. He's just, yeah. he's sacking guys and he's doing that little crawl thing. It's terrifying to <laughs> anybody, yeah, but, crawl. but he's played, I looked up the stat. He's played five games against the Eagles and the Niners in his career. He's had a half a sack at all five games. Didn't have any sacks against the Eagles last year. Hasn't ever had a sack against Kyle Shanahan's offense. So, it doesn't mean he can't disrupt the game, by the way, just if he doesn't have a sack. But uh, but his production, like the the whole Cowboys defense is way, is great against bad teams and is very mixed against good teams. So I do worry, is the Cowboys' success so far as a function of who they played or is it a function of how dominant they are? Because they clearly look like the class of the league right now, but it's so hard to tell because Zach Wilson is not a threat. And no. week one, uh, the Giants played really poorly. So... I do definitely. I'm going to withhold a little judgment on there. But are you all in? Have you seen enough? Listen, I'm being called a bandwagon jumper in our chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio by Mike McDaniel. Maggie's a bandwagon jumper. Mike, check the receipts. I picked the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm not jumping. And that was weeks ago. I'm not jumping on any bandwagon. I thought they were going to be this good. I think they are this good. Just underscoring the defense, seven turnovers and nine sacks in just two games. I mean, it's been a full... Throttle, would this been different with Aaron Rodgers playing for the Jets? Probably, but again, that's where I turn to the offense and say, well, this was a Jets team that was a top five defense last year that was expected to still be a very good defense, and I think is, and I thought the offense hanging 30 on them was rather impressive. I mean, I know it's complimentary football, and you don't have much on the offensive side with Wilson, but that's still, that's not nothing. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Did they need 30 points? They had that. I mean, honestly, the Jets were one play. Garrett Wilson touchdown. The rest of it was was nothing. I don't understand why the Jets didn't run the ball and try and control the clock and keep it. What? Well, please explain to me I why Zach Wilson threw it twenty seven tra- times. I don't know. Maybe they thought because they're trailing that they had to throw the ball a lot. But they were never. To be fair, I mean, until it got away from them late. There were opportunities to have a little more balance on the offense early. but Yeah, no. they weren't trailing I by that much. I think that's because Dallas' defense. So Zach Wilson was 12 for 27, and they ran the ball just 16 times in the whole game. Like, he can't throw the ball 27 times and run at 16. It, it makes me wonder, is that Jets coaching staff? 
Well, do they know what they're doing? I mean, listen, I, Nathaniel Hackett's never been per, a personal show favorite around here. I don't think we all have a lot of faith in him. We had a lot of faith in Aaron Rodgers vouching for Nathaniel Hackett. But when Rodgers is out of the picture like he is now, then, okay, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, they play, they come up, they have teams like New England, uh, Philadelphia, San Francisco, who are, are trying to run it down their throat. Because that's, isn't that the yeah. the strategy against Micah Parsons? He's small, try and run at him. Doesn't really seem to work at all, but that's besides the point. So we're going to see a completely different test. That's all I'm saying, and this is a, the Eagles fan of me. Just wait. We we have to see Dallas do this against a really good team before we crown them. And besides. <laughs> I crowned is, them before we, they played a snap this season. We've seen multiple 12 and 5 seasons. Okay. Uh, I can't wait till that divisional round of the playoffs because. They've been favored in that game before, and Mike McCarthy has found the banana peel, and I don't know why that would be different now. Okay, but don't you think the defense does feel like they've turned it up a notch, even no. from a team that's already had a very good defense? No, they're the same exact defense as last year, aren't they? Well, it just feels like because yeah. they've allowed 10 points in the first two weeks, I, well, I think yeah, they, they found another another notch here and another angle. Craig well, is telling me, Maggie, you don't think those defensive players on the Jets are down a bit after losing Rodgers, I'm sorry, the defensive side, they're professionals. I mean, people might be in their feelings and the Jets about losing Rodgers, but you got to pick up the pieces and move on here. You don't have time to feel sorry for yourselves. Yeah, I mean, listen, last year, Micah Parsons uh, just fed off Daniel Jones. That was like half his stats were against the Giants. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not super impressed by these two wins yet. I do think that there's this this thing that they're being compared to the 85 Bears and everything. Well, I mean, everyone's always quick to do that. Everyone's yeah, I mean, quick to say 85 Bears. Everyone's quick to say, oh, that's the best insert game I've yeah. seen. You know, it's like Colorado, Colorado State, great game. It's not the best game I've ever seen. We'll talk about that later as well. I feel like some really, really good college teams could whoop on Zach Wilson. I just do not see any <laughs> talent in that true. passing offense. They really, I couldn't understand that game. By the way, that game was a horrible watch. It was just so much, aesthetically unpleasing. There were much better things to watch in that afternoon. Yeah, the slate. afternoon like the was 49ers and the Rams. Oh, that was beautiful. They, What's going on in Denver starting with 02? We're going to get to all of it and amazing. we're going to try. Yeah, the, the Jets Cowboys just felt ragged because the Jets just played right into their hands. Don't let Micah Parsons beat up your young quarterback, Maggie. I was thinking, do you think Zach Wilson is like in full traction today? That dude was taking some hits. He has to be in a full body cast today. He's not on the injury report. That's not like an official thing. I'm just and saying they, unofficially he's got to be in a body bag. And the amazing thing, too, is that they are not bringing in a veteran. There's no traction at all. No, because Rodgers is going to be coming back. Didn't you hear? He's going to be doing some crazy therapy that no one has ever done that he's going to get back somehow in four months. Amazing. It's impossible. <laughs> Consider <Why>? me a doubter. <laughs> Count me as a doubter, Aaron. Put, put me on that train, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to be a doubter here. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. Definitely fired up. Want to hear from you about the Cowboys for sure. And we're going to get to a lot more, including the quarterback putting his team in an impossible position. Who is it? And what are they going to do about it? We'll get to, not Zach Wilson, someone else. We'll get to all that in just a moment. Again, you want to watch the show, come on in youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. We say a hello to all of our amazing CBS Sports Radio affiliates coast to coast. We're on the free Odyssey app, which you can download and take with you wherever you go. We're also on Sirius XM channel 158. We're back with your Cowboys calls in just a moment after this. 
You can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Can I just read you, uh, a buddy of ours wrote a little line about Micah Parsons that I thought was was fun. Okay, share it. Uh, so Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, NBC Sports, was writing about how Parsons has a great chance to become the first defensive MVP since 1986. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes, this is Florio. Parsons moves with the suddenness of a striking cobra, forcing his way past blockers and into the face of the quarterback. Got it, <laughs> Yates. I'm just saying that that this guy is so good that he is making... NFL writers trying to be poetic. That is <laughs> yeah. a bad sign. But it is incredible to me that the sort of momentum around Micah Parsons for MVP, I, I do think is really interesting because teams are playing right into his hands. Don't drop back ever against the Cowboys. Run the ball every play. Give us a call, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Are you ready to jump on board with Maggie, the Cowboys Super Bowl train after two weeks? Or is it more a function of their opponents? 855-212-4CBS. Our pal Big Dave is up first here in Kentucky. Dave, noted Cowboys fan. How you doing, dude? Hey, I'm doing great. Listen, I totally agree with McLevin, though. I think Dak is getting entirely too much credit, and I think the Cowboys are overrated and have absolutely zero chance to make it to the Super Bowl. Why? Are you being sarcastic again? <laughs> uh, slightly. <laughs> okay, uh, so they, Dave, yeah. what's gotten in the water down there in Kentucky? You all right? No, I'm just kidding. Let, let me tell you. Hey, let me tell you. You want to know who my MVP is so far? You want to know who the most comfortable man in professional football is these days? Who? His name is Mike McCarthy. The guy is a changed man. I'm telling you, this has changed everything about him. The play call is keeping him occupied. I think he's hmm. entirely more comfortable. I think, listen, I'm, and I'm being serious. I'm not being sarcastic about that. Let me ask you a question. If Okay, the Cowboys made the Giants look like that they they didn't even belong on a football field, and they come back and beat the Arizona Cardinals. How bad do the Arizona Cardinals suck? Well, I mean, but we know, listen. Dave. We know what's a, what's happening with the Arizona Cardinals. Dave, great to hear from you. Thank you. We know what's going on with the Cardinals. The Cardinals yeah. are now really racing to the bottom here. I mean, yeah. Now, let me ask you though what it what is it that's different now? I mean, the the Cowboys have been twelve and five. Two seasons in a row, big favorites against San Francisco two years ago at home at AT&T. Yep. Lost the game. Last year, lost San Francisco again, this time in San Francisco. Why would we, and you picked them in the Super Bowl, like what's different? I do think that the defense has turned it up a notch. And maybe, honestly, maybe Dave hit on something with a Mike McCarthy with the play calling. Maybe it's a little bit more consistent than Kellen Moore, which got, you know, he was accused of being a little more like playing a game of Madden as opposed to like being part of a full cohesive team. Sort of feel like he was calling plays on an island. And by the way, Chargers now off to an 0-2 start where Kellen Moore is now the offensive coordinator. But here's the thing. I don't know what Dave was talking about that that McCarthy is now like he's got he's um like what do you say occupied now? Yeah, I like that. That's a really. It's good interesting ask. though because McCarthy always had some questionable moves at the end of the game, where you would think, you know, game management stuff, and calling plays and 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 how the offense was going to run at the end of games. At that point, I would think that he would be totally locked in. But still, Giants, Jets, Cardinals. 
I mean... You play who you play, Pearl. If you, you want to go through the Eagles schedule from last year... Yeah, but Vegas doesn't set a line and be like, oh, okay, well, they beat the Cardinals. They must be a good team. I mean, what do you mean you play who you play? Everyone knows strength of schedule is a real thing. If you play a 1-15 and team, that's a lot different than playing a 15-1 and team. No, I get that, but, I mean, Jalen Hurts was, what, second in MVP last year? Did he finish second? Yeah. And they didn't play anybody all year. What did it matter? Uh, they, he was 14-1 as a starter. They played enough good teams. They, <laughs> did they, though? That was the whole thing about the, the Eagles. But that was the whole thing about the Eagles, though, is that they had this really easy schedule, and it didn't hurt at the MVP odds for Jalen Hurts. That's my point. So, but if I gave you a bet right now, would you pick Prescott or Parsons for MVP? Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I got to go with the quarterback. It's basically it's, a quarterback award, guys, even if Parsons actually deserves it. It's two weeks. Why are we handing out the MVP and the Heisman and all these I'm things? I'm just making a all point. Right. Uh, all right. Mo is in San Diego. Hello, Mo. Hello, you fine folks. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Um, here's the thing with Dak, okay? And you're correct. The opponents haven't been great, but... There's a reason why they aren't that they don't look good, and that's because the other opponent makes them look that bad. <clears throat> the Cowboys have a very tough schedule. They're playing the AFC East yep. and the NFC West. Okay, and so they don't have an easy schedule, but somehow there will be excuses made about that. You can't play until the playoffs come, so you have to wait. But you have to take the games as they come. But my question about Dak is this: Yeah, what do you want from the guy? Last year, the whole narrative was he put the ball in harm's way. He didn't have to do it. They put up points, but the turnovers were going to hurt him. You didn't need the turnovers. You were going to win with the defense. Right. So you now have Mike McCarthy calling the plays. It's complimentary football. It's playing to the strengths. The Jets have an amazing defense, and somehow they were still able to put up 30 points and no turnovers. That's what I'm saying. I I think Dak deserves credit for playing mistake-free football, you know? I I, Listen, Mo, I'm with you that maybe there's like this double standard thing going on, and I see exactly what you're laying out, so thank you for the phone call. I I think this is exactly what you want from your quarterback. Don't screw it up. I mean, Josh Allen screwed it up week one against the Jets, and obviously, you know, Dak Prescott played a, a smarter game against the Jets. Now, Allen bounced back to his credit and played a good game against Stu's Raiders, but that he's right. Like I want my quarterback. He he completed eighty one percent of his passes yesterday. It's crazy. He was perfect almost. Um, two hundred fifty five yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Let me ask you a question. If he had before the game said, "I'm going to honor Michael Jordan and his left handed free throw by playing left handed," would the Cowboys have won that? Game? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, you do. They easily would have won that know. game. I, what are we talking about here? Dak beat the Jets. It was did I not uh, did I watch the same quarterback you guys did? Zach Wilson was terrible. How about this time of possession for this game? The Cowboys had the ball for forty two minutes and fifteen seconds, and the Jets had the ball for seventeen minutes and forty five seconds. Yeah, that's what happened. Jets defense might have been tired out a little bit. Why maybe. did the Jets not run the ball? What the heck is going on with Nathaniel Hackett? I'm sorry, Rogers. I don't think you need this miracle surgery. I would go somewhere else next year. Just get out of there. Oh, you think just uh, I think the Jets don't get the surgery and just. I think Mike Sampras' former team, the Jets, <laughs> played a really dumb game. Well, uh, yeah, I think they were. I think the offense might have been a little psyched out. Well, you're going yeah. into a gunfight with a knife, you if know, it's with Zach second Wilson. And, if it's second and nine, just hand the ball off and fight to live another day. Your defense looked great. They were going into a gunfight with a spaghetti noodle. Who even a knife? <laughs> like, their defense was fine. If they had given him any chance with field position, they would have held up just fine. But I don't know what they were doing.
Uh, our pal Jay is in Alabama wants to talk about what we saw Saturday night with the Colorado Buffaloes and Colorado State Rams. Jay, what's up? Well, first of all, I let my superstition take over. I really had it in my head that because I was watching the game, Colorado was losing, so I turned the game off. <laughs> drove up the Circle K, got me. A, yeah, I drove up the street, got me a got me a Gatorade, a Circle K. Plus, this girl up there I like talking to, and then uh, I think I went to the bank just to check. I, I just I just made wow. up excuses to just keep driving around. Well, listen, you got to support the team. You know, if it's I, you yeah. and you're bringing the bad mojo, then you got to do. You got to change it. Yeah, I sat in the parking lot until I heard it on the radio, and, and like I really thought they lost. And then I hear like a uh, Colorado said a double overtime win. That's when I immediately turned the car off, ran inside the house, and started watching the highlights and everything. But as far I hope I have enough time to spill all this. But as far as okay, first of all, we talk about Shadour all the time, but quiet as kept. Shiloh's going to the league himself as a safety. What he had yep. forced fumble, yep. a pick six. He always, I think, every game he's been leading, almost leading the team in, in, in tackles yep. from the safety position. So you really can't deny him either. Just his brother overshadows him, and I think Shiloh's okay with that. Now, as far as Shadour, like, okay, special. I'm like you, Maggie. I'm like you, Maggie. I'm a lifelong Patriots hater. Yeah. I'm a Brady hater. I'm a Brady hater, but I, for as much hate I have for Brady, the football player, I have the equal amount of respect for Brady himself. And, like, watching Shador play and finally caught on to it, um, like, you know, we see all those photo ops. They're not photo ops, basically, of Brady working with Shador. Those aren't photo ops. He's really putting the work in with that kid. And the, the Brady mojo is real. Yeah. Because did you see it rubbed off on Shador, and what we saw, that 98-yard drive and everything, is, is just like Brady. Don't leave time on the clock. He will eat you up. And that's what we saw. Like, if he makes it to the league, well, he is going to make it to the league. And if he's playing like that to the league over and over, you know, I mean, like he's consistent like that, they're going to be calling him Black Brady. Like, first of all. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now. And Maggie, I'm telling you, Maggie, I'm telling you right now, you better hope to God. He doesn't go to the Patriots. Belichick is still coaching. Yeah. And he gets drafted by the Patriots. You better hold the guy that never even happens. Jay, here's the thing. I've got a problem. Jay, you're the best. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. I already have a problem about worrying about things that aren't real. (laughs) I don't know if this is anyone else. I I worry about the future and what could be. Nothing that's actually happening in reality. Just what could be. So now i got to add to the list of when I lay my head on the pillow at night. Now i got to add to the Mm -hmm. laundry list. What if Shador Sanders goes to the Patriots? Yeah, well... I just, I, think, I just want to follow the logic here, by the way, just so we can. Uh, okay, Colorado beats TCU. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska. Nebraska and Colorado State. Yeah. And now Shador Sanders is Tom Brady, <laughs> who won seven yes, Super Bowls. Obviously. <laughs> of course he is. What the? I, uh, how are we judging so much off of two and three games? No. That, it's it's the it there's was no the, go. He just called him Black Brady Man. I know, and <laughs> and I love that actually. And I think that probably Shador should just go ahead and like trademark it or something. But I think that I think you watch how they were how Shador mm. and how they responded in this game. I know they were twenty point underdogs, but twenty point favorites. favorites. But they were twenty point underdogs to TCU, and that was an impressive win, even though TCU might not be yeah. who they were a season ago. And that, like, that equals seven Super Bowls? <laughs> Duh. That, I don't know. Is that fair to Shador Sanders? Can't we talk about somebody in between Tom Brady? And I don't know. No, and by can't. the way, and if Shador, Shador was Sanders, amazing. If the Patriots do draft Shador Sanders, he should just go back to college because that Patriots receiving core, 
Oh boy. He might want to bring a few of his yeah, receivers. Yeah, I would not worry about it. You can have Shador Sanders. You can actually have Brady and Shador Sanders platooning, and that team is terrible. So uh, Shador should stay in Colorado. Uh, we'll have more on the Colorado game in just a moment. I want to get to JB, who is an Indy, has a thought on the Cowboys. JB, hello. Hey, Maggie. How you doing? Uh, yeah, McLovin, man, you're killing me over here. Uh, I'm a lifelong Cowboy fan. I understand mm-hmm. you're an Eagles fan and all that. Um, and, I mean, I agree. Dak is a weak link on the Cowboys, always has been. Uh, oh, I, I don't really think that. but Not this year. I, yeah, I think he is this year, too. But uh, I, I think the reason is Mike McCarthy is purposefully calling plays to keep the game out of Dak's hand, and he's not letting Dak make mistakes to lose the game. Hmm. With that defense, you just need somebody to not lose the game. Yeah. Dak doesn't need to go out there and win it. Uh, the problem I have is with McLovin over here with all his hate, and I know he's an Eagles fan, but uh, – <laughs> So let me ask you, Maggie. Yeah. Yes. Uh, take the Dallas Cowboys from last year with a washed-up Ezekiel Elliott, a terrible play caller in Kellen Moore. Yeah. Let's take that team from last year. Let's put them in the playoffs. They play one game against the New York Giants. They'll beat them. And let's play them against the San Francisco 49ers with Christian McCaffrey quarterback. Do they go to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Well, uh, that's what the Eagles did. I don't hear him complaining about how oh, you oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, JB, to be fair, McCaffrey was hurt, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really think they whoever, had McCaffrey. Whoever was behind McCaffrey was yeah. playing quarterback, I think. <laughs> yes. Uh, I listened, and that's why I said to Perloff, that's why I think that the, um, I, you know, I think the Dak MVP thing, I know it sounds a little crazy, guys. I understand it, but he's five, he's fifth in odds right now. And Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. I'm not denying that. But Jalen Hurts played against a lot of bad teams, and he was still second in MVP. That didn't hurt him with the voters just because of the quality of the opponent. Like, yeah. MVP voters, I don't think, are looking at strength of schedule. Uh, yeah, JB, yeah. thank but you JB for the phone call. A, I mean, if Dak's not going to be allowed to throw for 200 yards a game, it's going to be hard for him. By the way, I am like— But no the, one else is going out and grabbing it yet. It's early. I hear you. But I am the show Dak supporter and always have been. I think Dak is way closer to that. I've, I've been on the Dak train— the entire time, I thought last year was purely 100% a function of his wide receivers getting hit in the numbers, bobbling the ball up in the air and causing 10 interceptions. Yeah. It was obvious that last year his receivers sucked. But I do worry a little bit. There were a couple signs that bothered me yesterday. For uh, I thought the, the near pick six with Sauce Gardner, like he keeps doing that play. He yeah. did it against San Francisco two plays in a row in the playoffs last year. And that CeeDee Lamb had in a meaningless game against the Jets that they were going to win anyway, had to do a full flip in the air for a 10-yard catch. Dude, like, you're the whole team, CeeDee Lamb. You have to protect yourself. So I just think after two games, I do worry. Uh, I think people say it really well. They're keeping it conservative so Dak doesn't have to do a lot, which is you would think smart, right? I think it's smart. Can Stu, can we hear Jerry Jones talking about Mike McCarthy after two games, please? I can't say enough about how Mike has uh... – prepared this team the last two weeks, and so uh, give him a really extraordinary amount of credit here, uh, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I love that he had to clarify who he's talking about. This is the head coach I'm talking about. Mike McCarthy. Here's Jerry. He's very pleased with Dak after two weeks. Obviously, he's getting that ball out quick. I like what we're asking him to do and not do. Uh, all of the things that uh, uh, we had hoped to uh, chip away, if you will, at a total picture offensively of how to improve uh, his uh, ability just to be Dak and go out there and, and do what he does well. Yeah, I mean, reading between the lines there, I think you guys are on to something, which is m- make it a little bit simpler for Dak and don't have to rely on him making huge wow throws. Yeah, keep it careful. 
By the way, just just can I give you a couple numbers on Dak real quick? Uh, in his career, the last five years, he averaged 306 yards passing a game five years ago, 371, 278, 238 last year, 198 this year. So he's cut his yardage in half, basically. It's early. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I like it. I mean, honestly, I'd rather them have Dak throw 50 times a, as 50 times a game and make mistakes. Otherwise, you got to keep this defense away from the quarterback. If you were playing against the Cowboys, how would you do it, Maggie? I mean, I just beg for the run game. Yeah. <laughs> this is basically it. Again, 855-212-4CBS. That's how you can get in touch with the show. Coming up, we will get more into the amazing scene Saturday night, late Saturday for us on the East Coast in Colorado. And we have the latest on two-way star Travis Hunter for Dion's Buffaloes before they go to Eugene to face the Oregon Ducks. My Oregon Ducks. Boy, am I conflicted this week. We get more into that after this CBS Sports Update. Here's Rich Ackerman. Okay, time to ask the pros where you can ask us a question. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio or at Maggie and Pearl using the hashtag AskThePros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Got to thank O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome back, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. We have so much NFL to do, but... The big story from the weekend, the Colorado Buffaloes outlasting Colorado State, what turned out to be an absolute thriller, double overtime, Colorado wins. Let's get to our Daily Dion. Daily. Do you believe in that? Dion. Do you believe in that? Okay, we'll get to Travis Hunter in a moment, but here is Dion Sanders who was asked, geez, how do I set this up? Um, Deion Sanders has become known for a lot of things. One of them is that he keeps a ranking of his four children. (laughs) I believe it's four, right? Four kids. And who is like the top spot? It's like they're playing ladder matches at the tennis club or something. But whoever is like first, second, third, fourth, apparently on on the good graces that they're in uh, their father's good graces. So he was asked after the game if Shiloh... The safety is moving up the kid rankings after he had a very crucial pick six in the game. He is moving up. He is moving on up like the Jeffersons. But Shador is straight out balling too. So it's, it's tough. My kids' rankings are tough. It's a serious run right now. I'm the only one that's honest about ranking my kids. You guys act like you love all of them the same and you don't. <laughs> I don't know why y'all act like that. And if you want to get some uncomfortable laughter from the press corps... Just call people out for not ranking their kids. How could you not rank your kids? Like that's what that's the Deion Sanders experience. By the way, I have two kids, and I, this is going to sound like I'm being a politician, but no, I I really don't have a one-two ranking. Like uh, Deion is, Sanders would call you a liar. I don't think that that's a thing. Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't think but it is four, either. Four, it might be. Before there's going to be some bad apples in that lot. I don't think if you have two. Because one and two ranking, there's not enough movement. But okay. <laughs> well, just they're vying for the top <laughs> yeah, position. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's not enough competition because competition drives success. Do your yeah. kids not have a sibling rivalry? Not, not for my attention or my wife's attention. No, I mean, okay. yeah, there's no, not really. They don't have a sibling rivalry because one's older, one's younger. I think when you get to four, then you're talking power rankings, and that makes some <laughs> sense to me. But to base it on football seems really. I don't know. Well, it's not what talking about football, too. He was talking about like Deion Jr. He was talking about his Twitter game. Yeah, there's daughter. a lot. He does talking all the social the media. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, who does the dishes and stuff like that? I think that would be much more important for <laughs> well, kids. Well, grown-ups. 
<laughs> well, and the fact that he's talking about like well, yeah, but he r- ranking them by who he loves most. It's one thing if you want to rank your kids by who's having a better week, who got the better grades, yeah. or like who had a better week on the field. He's talking about who he loves more. Like I would love my kids equally, no, but I maybe think one of them has like a better week than the other one or something. I think it's that he loves them all the same, but it's like who's just occupying the top spot now? Like who who's really on a heater? And honestly, but, Shador really is. <laughs> It's but really got to be running away with this thing. But if you, if there was an actual family, if this really happened, where if there was, you have four kids and you ranked them and posted your rankings based on grades, that would also be ridiculous. No parent's going to do that. No, I think that probably wouldn't be very fair. But you can't post them on your stat line. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he's like, he's like, well, well for his daughter, she doesn't yeah. really, how's she going to get in the she game? Did, she, she apparently gave him a great hug and that really helped out. Okay. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> the criteria for these rankings is target, utterly right? fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, this is really interesting. Twitter game, that's that's fun. Um, also, too, with Shador, Shador was bleeding, and Dion went all dad and sort of uh, cleaned up his nose. I was wondering. Yes. I know we got more to get to here, but is it possible that Dion's massive disruption to college football has more to do with the fact that his son is an absolute baller like is he gonna be able to do this after Shador (laughs) (laughs) well that's gonna be the challenge because I don't think Dion's going anywhere and Shador's definitely looks like he's going to the NFL so he's gonna have to replace Shador at one point my theory about Shador is maybe he stays at Colorado gets 20 million dollars to play there next year because he wants to be number one and Caleb Williams might be number one that's a good million yeah I mean the guys are getting 10 now I guess he's already in a couple commercials and stuff this is the most hyped team in the NIL era why not I, I guess so. That's I think it's lot. funny. I think it's funny though, because like Perloff's whole thing is about how all players are just a product of the system. You know, Tom Brady's yeah. system quarterback is a famous Perloff take. You know, Cooper yeah. Cup system wide receiver. Obviously, Puka Nakua. We see maybe that's true, but it's like Dion's the opposite. It's like Shador's so good that the coach Dion is a product of uh, Shador. Well, it does yeah, you're right. That that you're is really going against the grain there. The, uh, <laughs> but I was just wondering though, like, could Dion do this if he didn't have a great quarterback? And I probably not. Well, the fact I. I don't think, any, I mean, unless you were really lo- locked into every Jackson State game, I don't think you had any clue no. that Shador was going to be this good. But, and you couldn't judge based on the, the level that was FCS school. You couldn't judge based on the level of competition. Uh, I did not see this, but Samter ver- like, vows that this is true. That Deion Sanders' mother, his mother Connie, was in the locker room after the game because obviously Jay Norvell, the Colorado State coach, we've all been through this, called out <laughs> Dion for wearing the hat and the sunglasses, basically said, my mom raised me right, right? Wear the hat and the sunglasses. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't wear a hat and sunglasses inside. So Dion brought his mom to the I don't know how I missed this. Here is Con- here is Connie. Is our last name Sanders? Here's Dion's mom responding to Jay Norvell. He alluded to. The fact that his mama raised him, and my mama didn't raise me right. I raised him right. Also, call him to always be yourself. If you have to kick ass, kick ass. I like that. Now I see where Dion gets it from. <laughs> She's a good talker. Kick ass, oh, yeah. kick ass. I like she was very comfortable on the mic there. All right, so go Connie. We like that. The Can best I... part of the video, though, is The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, just standing there in the background behind Dion with his arms crossed, nodding his head like he's, uh-huh. he's a part of it. Yeah, well, The Rock was everywhere. Um, writer strike, actor strike. Rock's got nothing to do but show up at some Colorado games. We love it. Can I nitpick one thing about the game? Sure. I know we're far removed from the game now. It's Monday, talking about Saturday. But 
when Colorado State had the ball, they're up a touchdown, they're up eight, and it was right before the two-minute warning in regulation, obviously, and they had a fourth and two at the Colorado 45. Yeah. You got to go for it there. They end up punting. And obviously, we know what happens next. Shador leads this incredible touchdown drive. They get that. They get the two-point conversion that goes to overtime. And then in double overtime, Colorado wins it. But can I just nitpick that coaching decision? You're on the road. You've got Colorado against the ropes. you got a fourth and two at their 45. Go mm. for it. You say, obviously, like anyone. I don't know a single person <laughs> who was actually up for that game, 245 on the East Coast. <laughs> I'm just saying, you couldn't um, go back and watch it. That's your nitpick of that game? That's How about my the fact that Jay Norvell comes on the week before with this moral stance about wearing sunglasses and hats, then has literally five plays in one of the cheapest hits in recent college football history? Like, if I, I mean, I, Colorado, God bless them, I would have punched every single player on that Colorado State team. That was so dirty, the Travis Hunter hit. Yeah, Henry Blackburn is the Colorado State safety who came over and hit Travis Henry. I'm glad you brought that up because it brings us back now to what we found out today, which is Travis Hunter, according to Dion, is going to be out for three weeks. Oh, what a bummer. Skip Bayless is reporting that he has a lacerated kidney, but Dion would not confirm that. Three weeks, of course, that means Oregon and USC. That's all we want to see. I don't think, however, that Hunter is as important as Shador because uh, they moved the ball fine after Hunter went out of the game. No, offensively, you can make up for it. I think defensively is where they're going to miss him. That's the thing about having a a two-way star like this. It's like you. now you're losing two players. Well, I mean, listen. In one. If you told me a month ago that we were even talking about this, I would never have thought Colorado was going to be able to, with a brand new defense, with a defensive line that Dion admitted was kind of weak coming into the season, could hang with Oregon and USC's offense. Like Travis Hunter or no Travis Hunter, it's still going to be a... I don't know how they're going to do in these games. It's going to be fascinating. The line moved to 21 for Oregon. It was 14 last week. Yep. I'm betting Colorado, aren't you? I mean, how could anyone not? No, but I, now this puts me in a tough spot because I am rooting for the Oregon Ducks this year. Yeah, but 21, that seems really rich. Yeah, you know, I, I really thought also that Blackburn, I know it was it was a personal foul, obviously, that gets called, but, I mean, he could have been ejected for that. I can't believe he wasn't ejected. He should have been. The ball hit the ground. He took three steps afterwards. Like, that was The play awful. was over. I mean, we do see those. It's not like that's the only time anyone's ever made a hit like that. No, no and that, it wasn't like was a helmet-to-helmet helmet no. type thing. It was like a helmet-to-ribs, which you can understand probably, and I'm not a doctor, yeah. but how a rib gets broken and then lacerates your kidney. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you were watching Sunday, there must have been 15 helmet-to-helmet helmet shots that were there called. Were, I thought this week was particularly brutal yeah, what, in the NFL. what is going on? Yeah. Like, and Actually, I wasn't, even mad. I wasn't even mad for the concussions. I'm like, why do defenses want to stay on the field? Third down and 10, incompletion, it's boom, stupid. helmet to helmet. Yeah. It's stupid. It's like, coach, they haven't learned anything. I, I feel like we thought we had made progress, Maggie. I don't know if we had. That hit in the Colorado State game, we saw hits just like that on Sunday. And it was terrible. And I know Travis Hunter did end up coming back in briefly to the game, which is crazy. But, you know, you knew it was terrible because we have eyes and we watched it. But he takes his helmet off immediately. He's like writhing in pain on the ground. Oh, and that's, that's a shame because if he's out three weeks or more, I thought his Heisman candidacy, not that it's all about individual awards, but I thought that was really going to take off because we haven't yeah. seen anyone do it this in this way for so long. Right, except that Nebraska changed it. They threw it. They didn't even throw it to his side of the field more than once the entire game. So you could avoid a cornerback. He could be a good receiver. What I'm worried about is he's a multi-million dollar NFL player who's not that big. Should he come back at all? Should he come back at all? Well, he has to play next year, too. He's not eligible this uh, year. 
Dang it. Yeah. 855-212-4CBS. But to be, but I think the question might still be valid. If he never played another snap in college yeah. football, is he still like the, the top five pick? Pull a Nick Bosa. Pull a Jamar Chase. Yeah, Why right. not? I mean, Nick Bosa played part of a season in his junior year, but I yeah, don't not know. much, though. But NIL helps. I do think all these Colorado, especially those two guys, are going to make a lot of money. Uh, they they seem very, very visible. If if you were marketing, wouldn't you sign those guys up in a heartbeat? Absolutely. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. A quick so, question I have for you just real quick, back course. to that game. Yes. They're 24-point favorites. I know it was an epic comeback and a great way to end the game. Storming the field... Against oh, Colorado State? It's college kids. Storming Let them have the field fun. when you're a 24 point favorite? I, Come I, on. Here's the here's the Act question. like you've been there, Colorado. Act like they've been there. They won a game last year. They haven't <laughs> been there in 20 years. I mean, here's the thing. I for peep for adults like Samter and others, you're not the only one, who tried like you get four years in college. Then you get to root for your team. Okay, if you're a student section, you want to storm the court, go ahead. Do it whenever you don't yuck their yums. So what's the line? Nah, I'm not. Like, I'm, like I'm at Mike. what point do you not storm the field? You, you storm the field after every win? So they beat Arizona State, you storm the yeah. field? If it's a double overtime and you were down, you come all the way back, it's like heightened tension. They were scuffles. The other team knocked out your best player or your second best player. So wait, like North Carolina beat App State the other day in overtime. Like they were supposed to storm the well, field. I don't remember the App State coach <laughs> calling out the North Carolina coach for wearing I, a hot oh, sunglasses and a hat. Jay Norville's had eight words that the media blew into telling you. You can that's oh okay that's why we're storming the field because Jay Norville's whoever the heck that is said don't wear sunglasses inside. Let's storm the field. I think. If you're in college, you can storm the field whenever you want. You have carte blanche to storm any field. I don't know. you got to think about public safety, Maggie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, coming up, the one question we never thought we'd be asking after two weeks in the NFL. Also, should they storm the field? Yes or no? Tell us.